joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. Yo, what's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? This is episode 51. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, I want to give a shout out to, to, to my new Canadian followers because I know I shit on y'all a lot. But it's not really directed at the Canadian individual. The Canadian individual is a perfectly fine person. It's what Canada represents as America's little brother that I personally despise. So I want to give a shout out to my Canadian followers and listeners. I appreciate you guys. If you hear me shitting on Canadians, I have a great amount of love for some Canadian artists. Cardinal Official, I'm looking at you. But um, I rock the party. Yeah, man. I'm gonna get uh, give you guys some love since We're I'm sorry, uh, eh? <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy? When I, every time I go to Canada, I never see like I never meet people who talk like that. <laughs> it's crazy, but I still hear that voice in my head that's as a standard funny. Canadian voice. But um, that's funny. I don't know, man. I've heard Derek say a eh, a couple of times and sorry. I'm, really? I'm, yep, I've heard both the sorry and the a eh, man. You know, I'm a, it's but it's I've known not Derek like so all the time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just like it'll slip out type shit. Yeah. Alrighty, let's go ahead and get the somber part out of the way. R.P. Carlos Carson, murdered by a bitch-ass Tulsa, Oklahoma security guard who was so trash he couldn't even become a police officer to be a racist. So they put him in a fucking parking lot of an Albertsons. Fuck you very much. Um, also, R.I.P. to Elijah McClain. Now, this one's a tragedy, man. This young yeah, man was an artist. And he was killed by Aurora, Colorado uh, police officers. Now, mind you, the same people who were able to take the mass murderer into custody without killing him managed to beat this kid down who clearly was no threat. And when the paramedics arrived, had the paramedics inject him with 500 milligrams of ketamine. Now, he was about my size. He's only 140 pounds. 500 milligrams of ketamine will tranquilize a horse. And so they they murdered this man. The paramedics are complicit. And this is part of this institutional thing that, that people keep bringing up, how there's many different areas of society that are that are coalescing to to organize around the murdering of black people. And so I want to send out a, a somber RIP to Elijah McClain's family. You know, he was lost too early, but you know, hopefully in the wake of this, there can be some change. All righty. So moving on, let's go ahead and uh, start with what we've been watching. What you've been on lately? Um, I've seen a, a, a group of stuff this week, but the only two really worth talking about is um, It Follows and uh, uh, The Artemis Hotel. Like okay. both of those. I fucked it. It Follows that. I didn't enjoy too much. That was the one about the, it was a horror movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember the general premise of that one. Didn't enthrall me too much, but I am interested in hearing about Artemis Hotel because I didn't see that. That one was pretty dope. It was um, it was basically like in twenty twenty eight. It's funny. Um, it was really funny because it takes place during a riot in L.A. because they've privatized the water, and wow. so um, uh, the people of L.A. are rioting over wow. the fact that there is no water available. So that was that was pretty funny. Wow. And um, it stars Sterling K. Brown. And um, I think Michael Tyree Henry, um, the large dude from from um, uh, Atlanta that starts with yeah. um yeah <laughs> oh yeah fuck with him yeah um Jodie Foster fucking um Sophia I don't remember her last name but she's uh, Blade Legs from The Kingsman mm-hmm, too mm-hmm, yep and um who else was, and Dave Batista he was 
lit. And fucking, I gotta watch that. And a fucking sneaky cameo by fucking uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum in there. And yeah. also fucking uh, Spock from the new Star Trek. Don't remember his name. But um, it was pretty dope. It, it oh, was, oh, I know who you're talking about. Damn, not Benedict. <laughs> and he's super popular. I yeah, remember his he, name, but he does on, a yeah. lot of stuff. Um, it, it was pretty dope. It's about like uh, Michael Terry. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Sterling K. Brown's character. Um, it starts out with him robbing a bank, right? And the Artemis Hotel is basically a hotel for criminals. You got to have membership and strict rules to follow, and all this other that stuff. Sounds like John Wick. <laughs> the um, the shit goes wrong. And so he's got to bring his brother there, and then more shit goes wrong, and then they got to solve it. But the real cool part about it is it's really about, like, family. You know what I'm saying? That's, like, the, the crux of the movie and kind of what that's about. And I don't really want to spoil it because it's a dope movie just in case anybody wants to see it. And there's lots of, like, we could always talk about twists and turns too, and stuff. I want to watch that. That sounds yeah. super interesting. It was, it was really cool. I enjoyed that out, out of... Probably the most of the stuff that I watched this week, I was waiting. They had, like, some of the best one-liners in that movie. I was fucking with it all day. I love one-liners. Great one-liners, man. Okay. Yeah, so if you want to go into um, It Follows, we could definitely rap about that one next week. Um, Artemis Hotel. Uh, it Follows was cool. I, I, I actually enjoyed that. Um, I really like how fucking unsettling they fucking made that thing. I, that was my favorite part about it was just the creepiness of it, of how it's Anything just like Anything that walks at me is a problem. You like, if me? you want me and you, and you run at me, I, I, I know defend myself. But if you're just going to keep walking at me, bro, at that shit is creepy. the same consistent pace and shit. And it also um, takes different forms of different people. Mm-hmm. And they do some really dope shit. Like, there was this one time when... When it chased her from, it's chasing her in the house, right? And she's like locked in the house. She ran in her room and she locked the room door. Do you want to give door. the premise of the movie real quick? Uh, the premise is about, uh, it follows is about a curse that is passed mm-hmm. from person to person via sexual contact. Mm-hmm. And the main uh, character gets it given to her by some random douchebag who was just trying to pass that shit off. And I was like, I'm out, bitch. And so throughout the course of the movie, it slowly tries to kill the main character. And it's about how the main character um, kind of deals with it. And it was pretty dope. Like, I, I looked up online and it was, like, supposed to be a, an allegory for, like, growing up and shit, which was... Didn't we wow. watch... What was that other movie we watched where the person was running, running, running from the problem until they finally caught up to it? And when he did, he became a different... He like. He, oh, yeah. I don't remember the name of that movie. But, yeah, it was the dude that kept... Like um, taking over people's bodies. Yes, that was the one that I found more compelling about the same type of thing. It follows. I felt was the the passing it on. Like it, yeah. The allegory didn't sit with me well. I mean, that's fair. I just I really like the horror aspects of it and how I thought mm-hmm. the director did a really great job. Of the direction like, was really yes, good. Of I, just, my problem wasn't the direction for sure. Was how they 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 did a really good job of making it unsettling. Like I really appreciate mm-hmm. that, and also. I couldn't really get mad at the characters. They weren't stupid um, mm-hmm. horror movie characters. Oh, yeah, they true. did dumb things, but they were teenagers dealing with mm-hmm. something that is like, literally, there's no template for that. So yeah. it's, and I also liked one thing the director, writer director did was they, there was never a sequence in which they researched the monster. Cause the whole time in the movie, I'm like, so y'all niggas ain't go like check the internet. You ain't go check yeah, the library. Like, yeah. You ain't go look up nothing, but it was it was a, a a very refreshing angle that mm-hmm. is isn't seen very often in the movie. 
That's true because the my gripe with the movie was it was well produced, it was well casted, it was mm-hmm. well. My, it was not that I just didn't like the 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 allegory of the story to be honest. And so yeah, for a hundred percent, I can see it's a very entertaining horror experience. Absolutely. if you just ignore that part for sure. Absolutely, like I mean, to be fair, they don't really address in the movie that it's about mm-hmm. that. You you kind of have yeah, to no, no. Um, look up look it up on afterwards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I would say if you like horror movies, definitely give it a shot because it's it's nice and, and I, I don't want to ruin the ending, but it's just got so many really good moments, man. That yeah, you'd never yeah, the think ending was pretty good. So like something just as simple as someone walking towards you, even when it was the old lady, like oh my god, <laughs> no, that was the worst. Are you kidding me, I, I, nigga? There's nothing benign about an old lady who's walking towards you. And the funny thing, I've had my ass whooped by my grandmother plenty enough times to know that old women don't play. Yeah, for real. But the funny thing about it, like, only the people who have it can see, see it. it. So mm-hmm. that is also gives it an extra value because the the main character, she's fighting this thing and she's having a hard time convincing people that it's, it's not her internal trauma that she's just tripping out about. So, yeah, it was cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, I caught a couple of things. I watched um uh, an, an Alonzo Bowden stand-up. Nice. Which... I, That's the name I've ever heard in a while. Yo, I fuck with Alonzo Bowden's comedy. I yeah. really do. My thing is that Alonzo Bowden doesn't look like a comedian. You know what I mean? Like Dave Chappelle has like a, a quality to him that kind of is funny to watch, and his voice is with, with the way it pitches is funny at times, just right. in and of itself. Alonzo Bowden looks like somebody who I want to organize my my Black Lives Matter rally with. You know what I mean? Like he just looks, he looks like a serious person, and and he's very funny. That's the fucked up part. Like this nigga is delivering good comedy, and in my head I'm just like. But when are we when are we going to march though, my G? Like when are we when are we gonna do the real shit? That's like funny. it's hilarious. But I love like he's really good as a writer. I think Absolutely. his real bread and butter is when he writes comedy for other people. Cause then he actually get he he's really good at writing comedy in another person's voice. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. super talented. That's the crazy part. But yeah, he just doesn't have the visual comedy part. You know what I mean? And I'm kind of used to that. Like your Eddie Griffins with the big old hats and stuff like that, or you know, just generally like people have right. he just usually wears like suits and shit right that's it yeah, yeah. He's, he looks very professional like yeah. he looks like the dude who's going to like organize the writing crew he looks like your school principal absolutely i get that vibe from him very heavily <laughs> but the man's fucking hilarious yeah, yeah but it was interesting because um the the special i watched was three years old and boy man just the some of the jokes they're jokes they're jokes they're good jokes but they're touching on topics like joking about men being creepy towards men with i mean women within yoga pants things like that <laughs> that is just kind of like we really shouldn't be doing that oh yeah like, i think he's got to learn to control themselves for like sure. every man knows a, even the most fugly chick looks awesome in in yoga pants Feel me. you know yoga what i mean pants are but gift from heaven we can't we exactly and that was the joke but it was like you can't use that to creep you know what I mean? You can't be a creeper about that. That was speaking of creeping. That was one thing that bothered the fuck about bothered me the fuck about it follows where she had two creepy ass neighbors that were just like she's laying in the pool and these two goofy ass kids are like bro. looking at her over the wall. I was like, for real, bro? Like we need to stop perpetuating these stereotypes yeah, in, in, sure. in in society and even whenever they are portrayed, they need to be portrayed extremely negatively. Negatively, absolutely, yeah. And is and for show. I get there's gonna be a day where the comedy of that can be funny, but we gotta get past this misogynistic era that we're in. 
before that's okay. You know what I mean? And granted, yeah. I know we've been in this era for like 3,500 years. We're going to, but we got to, at some point, we're going to have to veer away from it and just really stop accepting the objectification of women because it, it, it hurts women so much. And it's like, it sucks because if you don't directly contribute to that, you kind of feel like, man, what the fuck is going on? Like, why is this so hard for people? But there's the, the entire sections of society that would have to be reoriented to respect women properly. <laughs> you know what Facts. I mean? Speaking Facts. such as comedy. You know what I mean? But um, it was really interesting too because that particular stand-up um had me thinking a lot about the difference between racial comedy and racist comedy. There's comedy that makes fun of the racial tension between the subsections of society. Right. And then there is comedy that is only funny to racists. That is funny because of tropes that are racist. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things that I look at very closely when I'm um, analyzing comedy from even 18 months ago, for God's sakes. Like society (laughs) is moving so rapidly towards a better place, possibly, that... You, even 18 months ago, someone might have said some shit that was like, but it was all right. It was okay when I said it. That kind of shit. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, like comedy is we laugh at things to stop ourselves from crying. Let's be honest. That's why when the Greeks talk about tragedy and comedy both being on the same spectrum, it's because it's only proximity to the tragedy that makes it comedy. The closer you get to the comedy, it becomes tragedy type of thing. And so I get why racial comedy exists. And I'm not saying we need to do away with it. But what we need to do is be sensitive to the idea that sometimes people are laughing strictly because of the racism that's present in the in the joke. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's the difference between maybe Alonzo Bowden making racially charged comedy and Jimmy Kimmel doing blackface. Or Jimmy Kimmel mocking Carmelone's voice. The only reason why Carmelone's voice is considered funny for the majority of people is because there is a trope of how Midwestern ignorant black people speak. And I'm not saying that's what Carmelone is. I'm saying that's the trope you're playing on when you play up the slowness of his speech and right, the right. the grammatical inconsistencies in his speech. You're making fun of a trope of ignorance that doesn't really that's not real it's it's projected onto a set of people that's racist now saying hey it's hilarious when i'm with my white friends and i have to explain to them why i'm scared of the police that's just racially charged that's not racist in and of itself it is pointing out a facet of society that exists that is you know extant at this point that doesn't show any signs of going anywhere you know what i mean For real. and so we laugh at it as a coping mechanism. That's very much different. And so watching this stand-up really had me thinking a lot about this stuff, man. Because especially when it comes to misogyny in our culture, man, like, I really want to... And, and shout out to Carolina for being so understanding about this. Because I show an overabundance of love to black women because of how dejected they are in our society. And she fully understands why I do that. And it doesn't impact how her understanding of how much I love her as the person she is. And right. so I just want to shout her out for that. But yeah, I overextend to black women because they deserve it. They they need it. And society needs some form of balance. We can't keep on stomping on them with the, You know what I mean? And expect 
you know, everything to just level out somehow. No, no, no. We got to go to the other extreme. We don't want to pendulum back and forth. But in this case, when it comes to showing love to a demographic, I don't mind going to the other extreme. You know what I mean? Of, of absolutely adulating them as much as I possibly can without making them inhuman. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that, that was a, that was it was I was watching a comedy skit, but it really had me thinking really deep. And it's because of how intelligent his comedy is. You know what I mean? Like, that's the great thing about intelligent comedy. It'll challenge you first and then help you grow second. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it was it was it was really good. I enjoyed that stand up very much. So I highly recommend yes. checking out anything that Alonzo Bowden does. Honestly, he's just yeah. a quality comedian. He's definitely funny. I'll find yeah, man. Also, me and Carolina have started The Wire. Like, she, nice. she's unfamiliar with The Wire. So I was like, ah, nice. oh, you done fucked up. First of all, Michael B. Jordan is my number one, like, my personally favorite actor. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying he's the best ever. I'm just saying I love his career as an actor. So getting, like, having her watch him as Wallace in the beginning. <laughs> and now she gets a lot of my jokes. Because I get a ton of jokes from there. Like, like... <laughs> I always run the yo. Where's Wallace, B? Yo, where's Wallace? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I run a lot of lines like that, and so it's really, I'm really glad to start giving, uh, giving her context for those things. But also, people forget how old it is. It's 14 yeah. years old. It is and wild. Old. It was yeah. before kind of the social media mega boom, and so it's shows nowadays are produced with the idea that the person is only giving it half of its attention. There's literally not one scene that you can miss in The Wire out of all six of its seasons and fully understand the storyline. I mean, Every to be fair, scene. let's be fair. It's HBO. HBO's a cut above. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. Um, and I've always appreciated the the production value that HBO puts into whatever mm-hmm. it does, whether it's the John Adams um, miniseries they did, whether it's Treme. Um, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Yeah, just Watchmen. <laughs> like, yeah, I've, HBO is... I don't know if I can, like, I don't know about the company, you know what I mean? Because everyone's getting, like, everyone's coming, having their day of reckoning Yeah, these everybody days. got secrets. But, everybody got skeletons in that closet. But HBO, their day of reckoning will not come with the quality of their show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be in their upper levels or whatever. But, I mean, you got to be wild to fucking take that Watchmen pitch and, pub- and, and do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I have a hard time believing that they're That's super duper like, racist. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That that watch, and you, they might be covering something by choosing that, you know what I mean? Like being, being like seeing themselves a little bit and saying, damn, maybe we kind of fucked up. Let's go ultra black on this next one so that, <laughs> so that we kind of balance it out, which is, it is what it is, but I don't know enough about HBO to, you know what I mean? Completely support their, their administration. But when it comes to their production, shit's on point. Absolutely. But um, yeah, The Wire, man. And so it was amazing because going back and watching it, it's like literally that first episode, every single scene is super important. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like, and it's crazy because I'm sitting here like watching D'Angelo now is crazy because I could see like it was his lack of leadership that fucked his the whole situation up. Yep. Because had he not let, and then- Wire's been out for plenty of so I'm gonna just talk about it. I'm <laughs> Yo, not giving no spoiler spoilers. Let's for Wire. Yo, she watching him let uh, Bodie, Pooh, and all of them jump the white kid that ended up putting him in the hospital, which ended up making Bubbles get mad and then going to Kima to rat them out, started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But it even goes back further than that because you could say it started from when 
he he shot that dude in the hallway. And that was one of the things like I always talk about how, yo, if you don't got no hand skills in the hood, yo, you're about to have a fucking hell of a time. You know what I mean? It is literally the manifestation of that. If he would have either just taken the ass whooping or or hit him with the his, the fist, excuse me, the fisticuffs, none of that would have happened. He would have never been to jail. They would have never had to kill the witness that ended up p- pissing off McNulty. He would have never niggas. That is why niggas who can't fight are not allowed in the streets. <laughs> Straight up, like no, D'Angelo is literally the poster, poster boy for. You need to have hands if you're going to be in this job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it was just, I love The Wire, man. So I look forward to talking. I'm going to be talking about that for the, probably the next couple weeks or months probably because we ain't going to stop watching. It's going to be a long <laughs> time. Yeah. But, yeah, like there's just so many prescient um, lessons to be learned from every single episode. Mm-hmm. Every single episode, man. And, um, yeah, just I, I really appreciate all the performances, Bruh, Gangbusters performances, Bruh. fucking Idris Elba uh, holding it down. Yes, Bruh. Everyone. That was before um, I knew Idris Elba was fucking British. Uh, I know. I had no fucking clue, nigga. No clue. <laughs> no clue. I Apparently, was lore. The only reason why the production even found out is because someone on the casting crew was from Britain, and he just had a feeling. He didn't even know. Really? Yeah. He made it through like three rounds of audition, and on the third round of audition, one of the uh, casting directors was like, "So, uh, tell me where you're from. <laughs> tell me about nice. your childhood." He's yeah. like, "Tell me about your childhood." And he was oh, like, yeah, "I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'm from Britain." <laughs> Bro, but it don't matter though. Nah, he ah. nailed it. Like he came in with the with the well, he accent. He grew up with Yardies. Perfect. He grew up with Yardies, right? Uh, no, I think no. I think he's African. I think he's. Oh, okay. I think he's like pretty much very very Africans. But, but yeah, so amazing, man. I look. I definitely look forward to going to that. Shit, book. I forgot about Kima, man. So many bubbles. Bubbles' story arc is amazing. Oh my god! Yo, Fucking, but you know, it's I. I forgot. I didn't realize that's where I got the nickname Bubs from. <laughs> <laughs> and so silly. if it weren't for the fact that that his story arc is about growth and redemption absolutely i would be upset mm-hmm. because i use that nickname for people that i love you know what i mean and i totally didn't realize like where i had originally got that from yeah, but man. um yeah that's just that's so many crazy. strong ass characters there. and what i really like about that show is like that was one of the first shows that was like super real about what happens in like corporations how like you got to fudge the numbers in order to make it look like crime rates are going down. Basically. And that, that Stuff causes like a that. reverse you feel feedback me? loop to mm-hmm. stigmatize the people in the area that you're... Mm-hmm. You know that's all real, right? Of course. Okay, I was like, no, no, no. Like, literally, <laughs> Peter Simon was an investigative journalist. He he witnessed all these things happen and then just dramatized it for TV. That's nice. the part that I loved about this. Is Smart that every... Man. Like, all of the arcs are factual. The only thing that changed was dialogue. The things that happened were all happening in real life. That's why, that's another thing why, listen, fiction's not stranger than life. Yo, you don't need to make shit up to get a good story. You just got to pay the fuck attention to the world around you. Like, that was a real thing. That happened. That New Amsterdam was a real project that they attempted to pull off in a in a impoverished neighborhood to see if it would help and it did help and if it wasn't for the fact that the white citizens just didn't understand what was happening <laughs> the shit would have actually gotten better because the thing was is that the people the people were getting to a better place you know what i mean like it's a yeah. process like that's what a lot of people don't seem to understand about com- community revival is that it's a process like anything that is implemented for community uh revival 
as long as it's well-intentioned and it has the agility to, to change with the times, we'll be successful because most people are trying. The problem is that they very rarely get enough time to be implemented to fruition. Yep. And so that was what was happening. You know what I mean? But yeah, The Wire, man. So excited to be back into that. It's an amazing show. Yeah, man. But uh, we got tons of topics today. So let's go ahead and um, we'll just start out with some entertainment topics and move into the social stuff. I'm going to try to stay away from too much politics, even though I got some good news to wrap up on that. But um, I want to shout out to Kemba from the Bronx. He's a powerful new voice in rap right now. He's been at it, from what I understand, for 10 years. I mean, I'm sorry, six years. But clearly I've been asleep because <laughs> I wasn't un I was unfamiliar with this person, with, with, with his art. And I just want to give him a solid shout out because he's been I think he's been really positive in this time. Um, he made an address to the whole no name J. Cole beef that was very mindful. And I think that I think it was a great uh, voice to 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 speak at that time because it, it, it wasn't somebody who was parlaying celebrity for anything major. But right. at the same time, he has the, the feet on the ground to have some some credibility so it was really nice to hear him come out and say and talk about like this is an argument between two people who aren't wrong. Nobody's wrong here. Like no name has a right to feel the way she does. J. Cole has the right to feel the way he does. We need to be respecting our black women better, which is a genuine conversation. J. Cole has been on the ground moving, you know what I mean, trying not to contribute to to the negative aspects or tropes behind black men. So let's let's why are we fighting this? I thought that that was a great message to bring to the table, and so I wanted to shout him out because I really appreciate that. Um, you know, I gotta keep some energy for Ja Rule because what did Ja Rule do this time. No, 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 no. This is positive energy. Oh, okay. This is that's positive surprising. energy. That's rare. Because that's the thing is, is that listen. I love to shit on niggas when they're fucking up because that's how they learn to be better. And so I always go out of my way to point out when somebody has turned a leaf. Now, Ja Rule did a, um, did, uh, a commercial for this gyro spot in L.A. called Papa Christos. And it was probably the corniest thing you'll ever see. <laughs> but as all things Ja Rule, it went viral and they got tons of business out of it. Then come to find out. This is actually part of a TV series he's doing where he lends his celebrity to give uh, to give um, some promotion to small businesses. That's, that's what cool. the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, that's pretty cool. To go from Fire Festival with you <laughs> leveraging your fucking celebrity to dupe people to this where you're actually helping people who can benefit from your celebrity without robbing people. Yes, my nigga. Yes, be corny. This is a good way to use your corniness. This is how you become this is how you utilize that 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 celebrity and platform you have for the best interest of the people around you. Yeah, he's not doing it for free. Yeah, this is part of a show, but I'm not mad at him getting paid. I was never mad at him getting paid. I was mad at him lying, cheating and stealing yeah. in a position where nigga, why the fuck do you need to lie, cheat and steal right now? <laughs> you know That's what I mean? Sad. And so big ups to Ja Rule. You still corny to me, nigga, but I still respect what you're doing right now. And I'm going to go to Papa Crystal's on the back of that commercial. Real talk. <laughs> as soon as shit is safe, I'm about to go out there and fuck up a falafel gyro, bro. Real talk. On God. Not <laughs> <laughs> but nah, yo. So I want to give some flowers to Ja Rule for turning a new leaf, using his celebrity for good rather than evil. <laughs> but yeah, man, that was awesome. I really loved seeing that. Um. You, have you seen this new debate over Beethoven's race? Lull. Evidently, Beethoven Lull. was black. 
Was and, he? Yeah, and throughout history, like you could even read in history books that, oh, I shouldn't say history books. All I saw was online entries to different uh, source, uh, sources. But yeah, they were saying that every description of Beethoven from his contemporaries described him as a black man. That's Dark of funny. skin, woolen hair, <laughs> yeah. all of that. And I'm moreover, there literally is a, a movement of people that are starting to to call out the whitewashing of Beethoven as a black man, which makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. The nigga's a musician. He was the best musician of his time. Of course he was black. Yeah, that's that's all, that does stand All the extra shit be damned. <laughs> the best musician of his age, yeah. That's pretty funny. The man's ear was so great that he could learn instruments without ever being able to see someone play them can you imagine trying to learn to play an instrument without ever having seen someone play it that's just crazy i mean no i mean once you have the ear from it if you can make noise you don't need to see someone play the instrument to learn how to play it effectively i guess because i learned like i know when i learned to play trumpet I had to see people playing it right. I had to see how their hands move mm. to understand how the tones were coming out. My man worked through all of that and was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Like, I'm there good. are some musicians that play by ear. They could I just, guess they're real musicians. Like, I have seen, <laughs> I've seen Sal literally pick up the guitar before he learned how to play the guitar and use his knowledge of playing the piano and learn to play like... Yeah, that's just crazy. <laughs> that's wild. Like, but yeah, yeah man. So that's lit, though, man. Yeah, Beethoven, from what I understand, um, I'm not going to fact check that. I don't give a shit. Um, we're just going to claim them. <laughs> Beethoven Black. We the Black Delegation choose Beethoven. Yeah, real talk. <laughs> we're going to repatriate Beethoven back to us oh, from history. Funny. But yeah, man, I thought that that was a really cool little... We're going to little... trade Ben Carson for Beethoven. For oh, me. nigga, all day. They'll take that trade? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I mean, my nigga, sign the papers. they already got him. So. Damn. <laughs> he was waiting over there. Yeah, the yeah he's time. already on the... Uh, he, he already chose his fucking side. That's just crazy. But um yeah man uh I was really disappointed um Meg's putting out a new project or I don't know Meg? if the whole project Meg the Stallion okay, okay 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 Meg the Stallion has a some new uh music coming oh, so out so y'all know each other okay I see oh, okay no, no, no. you're on first name basis now that's cool nigga I'm on first name basis <laughs> with everybody but um nah and I love Meg I really appreciate her as an artist and all of that stuff um I think. I think she overplays the sexuality. Like her whole promo was like just twenty minutes of of her shaking her ass, and I'm just I like, don't mind. I she's very good at it. She's very good at it. Yo, I saw but this I one think there's video. so much more. Like, is that is, is that all your music is? A I know that's not all her music is about, but it just sucks that it's such a main focal point that like it's all there. But that's that's Heather too. That's just my personal preference. I like to see women doing things. You know what I mean? And and shaking your ass is not a, like a new and creative thing to me. And so it just didn't strike like truth. But the real controversy around it is that it's uh, called Sisters in the Hood. It's an, a clear and 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 unabashed homage to, to Easy bo- E's Boys, Boys in, in the, the Hood. hood. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Easy E's daughters, because he has so many daughters from so many women, many of which had didn't have any affiliation with him in general. There's no unity mm-hmm. in that family, and they're they're all arguing over. Everybody wants a piece of the pie. Well, some of them want to like. Some of them are like, you know, we're not getting none of that. Um, some of them are saying we're mad because we are artists and we would like to use our father's artistry 
Who's stopping them? The Easy E, the people who own Easy E's um, publishing. Oh, so they give it to Meg the Style, but they won't give it to someone. Yes. <laughs> that's rough. It is. I should have laughed. That's fucked up. No, you should have laughed. It's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, the, we laugh not to cry, bro. Like, that shit is crazy. Yeah, that's that fucked up. That his own up. children have no right to utilize his image and his, and his music. You know what I mean? But yet the estate can still sign out the, you know, to other people rights to do that mm -hmm. and so there's been a multipolar argument going on in social media and it's just it sucks it really sucks yeah. like it's just first of all i hate to see black women arguing with each other over something so petty you know what i mean like and and the, what i'm happy about is that no one's actually attacking meg for doing this right, they're attacking so. the, the 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 record label who refuses to a give back to his children B, allow them to utilize the art in any meaningful fashion. Like, it really yeah. is, is, is a fucked up situation. messy, man. Estates yeah, man. can be really, really messy. Especially the way he left it, bro. Yep. Mm -hmm. With so many baby mamas and so many children. Yeah, that's Ugh. just asking for chaos. Yeah, man. So that that was a little bit uh, of a downer. But I am looking forward to the Meg, um, Meg uh, songs coming out. I hope that it's not just all of the ass shaking. Because I appreciate that, but like... My I mean, G, I can't sit there and, like, I can't put that on. If you listen to the songs, you won't see any of the ass shaking. You feel me? <laughs> you think I can look away? I mean, I'm saying, I don't, I don't watch videos. I'm not a video person because oh, okay. when it comes to music, I, I can't, like, yeah. sit down. I don't I don't really sit down and watch music videos. I keep them in the background to listen to the music. If Meg's shaking her ass anywhere in my vicinity, I'm looking. I mean, that's fair. No no arguments there. I just, I can't, None I can't whatsoever. help it. So I'm just like, can we just, like, damn, the visuals are so fresh, though. Damn. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it is what it is. Let me not even dig myself into a Double hole. Double cheek, but, <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> bruh. <laughs> but no, I, I really hope that, um, that the music that comes out is quality. Like, because the snippet I heard was only 20 seconds, and it was the obvious homage part. You right. know what I mean? With the beat and all that stuff coming in. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking it out. I hope that it's substantive. But, yeah, that was a little something that I came across the radar. Um, damn, Lil Baby and Kodak Black are suing Walmart for stealing their logos and producing fake jewelry with it. Them, too. Wasn't, um like, uh, NBA Youngboy or somebody else that was happening to them as well? Oh, I... I Yes, but the only two who own the rights to their logos, ah, the little baby that I know smart of. Smart man, bro. Yes. Smart. Yo, little baby is a fucking what? yo, little baby is an inspiration, bro. That's to come from the streets yeah. and be handling his business the way he is. Yeah. Absolutely. And Owning Kodak Black, I well I, I hope the best for him. I hope that he gets some growth out of what's going on, even though it doesn't look like there's been much based on the the shenanigans he's been pulling in jail, but I always will advocate for Kodak Black because I have a special place in my heart for hood ass Florida niggas. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, they're suing Walmart uh, for stealing their logos, which I think is amazing. Hit those niggas because I guarantee you, <laughs> they got the they money. produced those 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 chains with the expectation that they didn't own those patents, but they didn't mm -hmm. own their own imagery, and so. Now you get to pay for disrespecting black people. Mm -hmm. If you just had somebody black at the top who actually was part of the culture, guess what? They would have been told you, I'm pretty sure you can't use Lil Baby's logo, nigga. You're going to pay what you owe, Walmart. You're going to pay what you owe, Walmart. Real talk. So that was real interesting. I hope that they not only get a, a, a good um, 
good lawyers to to handle this, but I hope that they they make bread off yeah. that shit. Smack them with the cease and desist and recoup them previous yes. uh, all that money. All of it. Oh yes, they can actually claim the fucking profits yep. so far because yes. Mm-hmm. Ah. That would be amazing because I guarantee you it's in the hundreds and thousands, probably millions of dollars they made off of these black men's back. Take that, take that, take take it all. But yeah, man. So that was a that was a a quick one that I thought that was uh, interesting. Um, I was really surprised by the um, by NASCAR's turn to to support its black driver. <laughs> and Bubba. to to try to pull in black people to the fold by banning the confederate flag i was really impressed i was really impressed um also fuck the doj william Barr is a piece of shit Thanks. and um yeah i want to wish ill on that nigga i want to <laughs> wish ill on him because he's just a terrible person um he's he is polluting one of the highest offices of the land under the president he is setting a precedent that will forever make that an untrustworthy office. I will never, ever believe the DOJ. And that's mainly um, because of their history of being shitbags and not actually prosecuting um, racists within their own ranks. But now we have evidence they, they can be weaponized. They did, a, they, did, they did a fucking, they did a whole investigation of 1,600 in some odd garage stalls that NASCAR has, only 11 of them use ropes as pull-downs for the garage doors. Mm-hmm. Only one had a noose knot. Like, I was thinking, like, okay, these niggas are racist. They fly Confederate flags. Maybe that's just a thing that they all do because white people aren't scared of nooses. They know what the dog whistle of the noose is, so maybe they spread that imagery all throughout their garages because they're cool with it. There was one in the one black driver's stall. And it wasn't there last year like they claimed. That was something that was done recently to his stall. Fuck out of here, bro. And they mm-hmm. and they deem no criminality, no racist intentions behind it. Bro, I See, don't even know how to tie a noose. Bro, the DOJ is so trash. Um, I'm, I don't want to be one of those people who bandwagon ride because NASCAR is finally doing the right thing. Even though they fucking ate and embedded these racists for... However long NASCAR has been alive, like literally since their inception until a week ago, they have been racist. <laughs> so I'm not going to be like, hooray, they're not racist. I watch NASCAR now. Yay. No, I'm not going to do that. But I will say thank you for taking steps in the right direction. And I look forward to you doing the right thing into the future. But um, the DOJ totally dropped the ball on that. Totally just. And I think it's a dog whistle to tell to let black people know, like, no, no. The companies might be with you. The legal system still views you as slaves. The legal system still sees no criminality in talking of, in, in, in imagery of hanging you extrajudicially. The, the DOJ supports the mur- extrajudicial, extrajudicial murder of black people. I firmly believe that. I firmly believe that. Whether it's the DOJ under uh, Eric Holder or the, the DOJ under... William Barr, I believe that they firmly believe in the extrajudicial murder of black men because it takes the burden off of them. Definitely. They don't have to they don't have to go out and actively harass black people if they just ab- abide by people in the public doing it. And so I want to give a hearty fuck you to the DOJ. Um, I will trust no one 
who, who believes in that institution. That is an easy way for me to understand how stupid you are. Um, Eric Holder did nothing to change that, 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 uh, that general atmosphere. Um, because if he had actually reformed the DOJ while he was there, this would not be a thing. It wouldn't even have to get up to this high of an issue. The lower, the lower justices in the Department of Justice would be able to, to, to handle this without getting it to the racist head. You know what I mean? And so that was, that was a little bit disappointing. But I was really happy that, that uh, some of these companies are taking tangible moves. Like banning the Confederate flag at NASCAR is fucking huge. Pretty huge, yeah. That's like, that's like banning Jordans from, from, from basketball, basketball events. <laughs> you know what I mean? If the NBA yeah. said, sorry, but we don't support uh, Jordan anymore, sorry. that's the equivalent. It would alienate so much of their base mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so yeah i i just wanted to give some some credit where credit's due on there um oh man black aka six lack aka that east atlanta <laughs> love letter nigga yo his new album is shaping up to be fire really? and this nigga's marketing is next level so this nigga put out uh he sent out to to his fans who i guess who pre-ordered He's uh, he sent them scratch off tickets that when you scratch it off has the track listing. Oh, that's of it. Yeah, dope. just cool little shit like that. He put out that's a hot sauce. Dope. I need that. I want that that's six like cool. hot sauce, my nigga. <laughs> I want that. Okay. Is that the hot sauce that goes in the purse? Yeah, the official <laughs> one, bruh. That shit. I love his marketing rollout. I love everything about what he's doing. Right, that's pretty fun. Right now, like six lack is is doing it grande and i'm very much looking forward to catching the rest of the um the the ep when he when he puts it out i think it was his birthday recently so happy birthday um but yeah dude i just wanted to point that out because i was like yo my nigga made a hot sauce and like really (laughs) mass produced a hot sauce for his promotion that's a nigga who i fuck with that's a nigga who i can fuck with Outside of the music, yo, I like your marketing, bro. She'd be like, yo, tell me which one is hotter, the hot sauce or my album. Boom. Drop the mic. Feel me? Yo, that should, yo, that would, yeah, I thought that that was such a great marketing team because that's, that's the kind of creativity that I'm looking for from, from marketing in, you know, these days. Like, yes, sexy women will get me every time. <laughs> every time. Like, I just feel like, I feel like I'm being taken advantage that's of funny. when you chicks are. come out super sexy like that. I'm just like, sure. come on, man. I gotta give weakness. you the likes now, man. I feel like I'm compelled to do so. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really liked Six Lacks um uh marketing with this new out with this new EP. I'm sorry. And um I'm definitely looking forward to reviewing that next um next uh episode for sure. Noise. What is up with Jay Prince and and starting beef with these children? Like, and I bring this up because, man, let me tell you, Jay Prince is I don't give a fuck how gangster That's that nigga is. Funny. I don't give a fuck how many industry niggas are pussy and scared of him. That nigga is a failed gatekeeper. Like, fail, failed. Like, toxically failing. Like, you're arguing with, with a 20-year-old, my G? On social media, my G? <laughs> Go fucking fly a kite, bro. Like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Like, there's nothing that could be... There's literally nothing that a 50-year-old man should be arguing with a 20-year-old boy with six kids about on the fucking internet. Like there's just literally is not no acceptable conversation that should be considered an argument unless you are handing down game to him for him to be a better person. Shut the fuck up and go 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 give Drake a handy because this nigga right here, bro, Jay Prince is so influential in not only the music industry but his community. 
He is squandering every bit of social capital that he has earned over the past decades. And it's sad because we need niggas like that. We need niggas with that kind of influence. And to watch somebody who has that influence just go piss it away like that. Like, man, what a waste off, bro. Like, that just sucks. It just really angers me. Because it's like, you know, I use what little influence and platform I have to to at least bring something of, of value to people. Whether it's a little bit of information, whether it's a chuckle or two, whatever it is, at least I'm trying to be a positive influence. You know what I mean? Like, you don't see me punching down at children. Like, right. that shit is silly. That don't make no sense. You know what I mean? And so... Jay Prince, do better, bro. Do better. And 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 honestly, I think that it is explicitly all of the people at the top of the industry around him who keep on sucking his dick and not fucking checking him and saying, yo, Jay Prince, you the man, but yo, this ain't the way. All of those niggas, they're the problem. All these fucking yes men got our gatekeepers thinking that they actually doing something when they ain't doing shit. That's why I don't believe in, in in adulating somebody based on a demographic or shit they did in the past. We I will give you praise on what you're doing today. <laughs> I can't praise the shit you did in your past because that don't mean you, you might not be that person no more. You're going to hit them with the what have you done for me lately? Absolutely. When it comes to celebrity, 100%. Now, I'm not talking about people who you have interpersonal relationships. You've known them for decades. They've been supporting you and they might not be there right this moment. But they have shown a history of that. Nah, I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is celebrities who literally their brand is in the moment. I don't. That's why this whole quote unquote cancel culture, which I don't actually. There's no one gets canceled, but this whole idea that you can attack someone based on things they did in the past is based off of the fact that yo, no, the things you did in the past are they don't they don't translate to today. They don't translate to today the same way. And so if you want to maintain that position, then, yo, step up, stay relevant, do real shit. I don't think that Drake makes you relevant, personally. Not to real niggas. Not to people who really care about the content of what's being put out. And so, yeah, J Prince, do better, bro. Do better, bro. And that's coming from a little no-name nigga in fucking L.A., I can see your bullshit. So I guarantee you there's a lot of people around you who just ain't telling you. A lot of people. I can't imagine any real person over here thinking that a 50-year-old man arguing with a 20-year-old kid with a clearly checkered past is a useful endeavor. Just isn't. So, yeah, I wanted to point that out real quick. Um, Yeah, and that's pretty much the long and short of the uh, entertainment and such. But we got a ton of social topics going on because, of course, in this time of unrest, shit is. Oh, you know what? No, it isn't. I totally <laughs> skipped over the um, the other petty beefs that have been going on. <laughs> there's there, there's uh, first of all, I want to give a big fuck you to Pusha T for his copaganda. <laughs> like, nah, nigga, yo, push it. I knew that there was an issue with Pusha T when the nigga who he literally made up all of his raps about, he turned away that nigga. When he turned that nigga away, I realized, oh, Pusha T's a new nigga. He's a new type of nigga. Like, he's not, he's not, he, he got the money, and so he changed. He's not that same dude. And now, now he's over here posing with cops for photo ops. This nigga's doing copaganda. So I'm going to go ahead and just give Pusha T the fuck you today. Um, that shit is trash. 
It's an abuse of your power. It's a it's it's negligent to your community. It's ignorant to the fact that your whole brand is it's built around weird. people who were falsely fucking uh, uh, arrested and and went to jail on the back of keeping you fucking safe. Like that's a bitch nigga move. Put your T gets no love today. He's definitely getting the fire. Um, that shit's sad. And I love the fact that the internet went straight to work and was like, yo, so you tried. Drake for blackface, and then you did propaganda. <laughs> that's really what's popping in these streets. Like, and that's the thing, man. I have, I got no, I have no idols. I don't idolize no man. I don't give a fuck how much I like your music. I don't give a fuck how much I enjoyed your celebrity up until this point. You can make a turn, and I could kick you to the curb. Real talk, because that is how superficial the the contact between the average person and the celebrity is. Like, just because you like something doesn't mean that this person is impactful to you. Doesn't mean that they're helpful to you. Doesn't mean that they've, doesn't mean that they enrich you. And so, no, there's no loyalty. I have no loyalty to any celebrity. And no one should ever have loyalty to yeah, a celebrity. You definitely shouldn't. That's just, that's just begging for failure. Don't be a stan. That, that's it. all it is. Like, I could like your music and still call you out for being a shitbag. Straight up. You know what I mean? And that is absolutely what's happening here. I do not appreciate Pusha T going out and doing propaganda. I don't appreciate no one doing propaganda. You need to stop that shit. This ain't the time for it. You know what I mean? Like maybe years from now, after we've defunded the police, after we've started to reform the entire institution, after we stop the prison, the school to prison pipeline, we can start taking pictures with these niggas. But don't give them propaganda, nigga. Don't do that. Mm-mm. I will, I will dead you quick, fast, and in a hurry. I don't play that shit. But um. Yeah, moving on from that, uh, evidently someone released a, a, a verse from M and he was taking shots at Revolt. And so Revolt said, yo, fuck you, Eminem. We don't fuck with you anyway. I keep that. Yo, I love this beef. I want to arm both sides because <laughs> I don't fuck with Revolt like that. Like, That's hilarious. I, dude, dude, Revolt, has, Revolt has some shows that I like, but I don't fuck with Diddy like that. I, I definitely recognize Diddy as a corrupting factor in the culture, so... I absolutely believe let's arm both sides of this beef and let them take shots at each other. <laughs> absolutely. Because I absolutely do not believe in the in the rap god status of Eminem either. And so I would love to see, and that's not to say he's not a skilled rapper. I would love to see see what bars he can shoot at Diddy, but I absolutely want to see whoever is in Diddy's camp start shooting back too. <laughs> that's gonna be fun. I really do appreciate that beef. That's one where that's one where I don't care who wins. I will I will patronize that beef just to watch two dumb niggas punch each other in the face. Straight out. Hit them with the mechanical motions, bro. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> but yeah, yo. That one and Swizz versus Drake. Swizz has evidently had a long-standing issue with Drake. And I think it's pretty public. Right, I don't remember yeah, what it was because I don't care. About the business or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah. And so uh, he was drunk talking to, to Busta on Instagram Live and he just... You just let them know, like, Jake's a pussy. I don't fucking respect that nigga. What? I got time for the smoke. <laughs> now, I do appreciate, I do appreciate, because Swizz, Swizz, I know today Swizz mainly as a businessman. And so, as a businessman, he came back and kind of walked back some of that stuff that he was saying. And he was like, even if I feel that way, this wasn't a platform to do it. Going on Instagram Live and fucking with my business is not smart. And right. that's that's not the energy that I need to be bringing to that. And that I respect. I am very glad he did not walk back to things he said because I 100% agreed with him. But at the same token, yeah, I absolutely can understand wanting to present yourself properly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we don't always do that when we on the yak. 
And so I, I, I definitely want to see all that smoke because OVO is over here talking shit about Swizz like Swizz isn't fucking part of Rough Riders. Like Swizz is, yo, I love when young niggas act like they don't know the history of fucking hip hop. Because, yo, if you think that Drake's camp has anything on Swizz's camp, you're a fucking idiot. Nah, you're a fucking is, idiot. You don't have to listen to me. Minute. You don't have to fuck with me. I don't care. That's fine. But Drake's camp got nothing on Swizz's camp. Period. Drake has nothing on Swizz as an entrepreneur. Drake has nothing on Swizz. Swizz beats Drake in every metric. Period. Hands down. No questions. Period. Like it's not even a it's not even a conversation to be had. <laughs> and so I love when the children are out there talking about, oh, Swizz, you better watch out. OVO camp, OVO camp. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's funny. That's adorable. That's adorable. It's like when you see the little kid talking shit to the older kid because he doesn't realize that the older kid is just showing restraint. <laughs> it's going to end up terribly for OVO if they think that this is a thing that they can fucking go to go to battle with. Like, nobody gives a shit. Like, I'm sorry. When I say nobody, I mean nobody who matters cares about OVO. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's people out there looking for OVO, but honestly, your opinion doesn't matter to me, period, because you've already shown your hand to be a fucking idiot. Like... You could like his music without standing out for him. You know what I mean? Like, Drake literally makes sugar rap. It is designed for your taste buds to like. You know what I mean? So I don't want to hear no shit about, like, his camp. If you like his music, fine. That's cool. You can like his music without being a fucktard. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just don't don't stand for him because that clearly shows a lack of understanding of hip-hop history. It shows a lack of understanding of hip-hop present because Swizz is hella relevant to this day. Swizz literally teaches at Harvard. Like, come on. Because, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, well, white people fuck with Drake. No, white people fuck with Swizz. Rich white people fuck with Swizz, not even white children. So, yeah, let's not make that comparison. You will set yourself up for a hell of failure. Not to mention, Swiss got way better bars than Drake. <laughs> way better bars than Drake. I mean, really? I don't know. I, I, just, so. I haven't heard Swiss rap. No, I, he hasn't rapped in a long time. Like but if you take him from his heyday, times. if you take Swiss from his heyday, I'll fuck with Swiss's bars way more than Drake's bars. But um, that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. That latter part. The history part, the present part, that's all real. My opinion, I like uh, Swizzy's bars better than Drake. But yeah, I almost moved on without hitting those. Can't I can't let that go without being said. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. On the social topics, man. So Johnson and Johnson once again just got hit up with another settlement for over two billion dollars to be paid out to just eleven people. If you gotta pay attention to the products you use. Gotta pay attention. I know most people aren't aware that the vast majority of hygiene products come from Johnson & Johnson. But it will do you good to look on the back of that bottle at the little emblems at the bottom and make sure that it's not from an SC Johnson & Company or Johnson & Johnson production. This has been a, country, uh, a company that made its fortunes off of not testing its products and monetizing the payouts. So what they do is is instead of paying for product development that takes a long time and, and research and development, they'll develop a product, skip the safety measures, and put that money in an escrow account to pay for the settlements. 
That is not a business plan that is in your best interest at all. You got it. We got to stop fucking with some of these companies. Johnson and Johnson has proven themselves to be. It's not even racially motivated. They they just produce poison for everyone. And then on top of that, whenever their products get taken off the American market, they just send them overseas like people outside of the country aren't human. And so just stop supporting that company. I have never support. Well, I shouldn't say I've never. I haven't supported them since the this, the the son of Johnson and Johnson, uh, the son of the head of Johnson and Johnson family estate currently. I remember that. Put out a documentary about uh, mil- billionaires <laughs> and how bad they are. And now he got that. kicked out of his family for doing it. That's I stopped fucking with him since then. But more and more that I learn about how they externalize the price of safety onto the public. Nobby. And the fact of the matter is, is that I guarantee you that the two point let me just give a little background before I, I get too deep into it. The two uh the two billion dollar settlement was to women who had uh who developed breast cancer as a uh as a byproduct of using their talcum powder that has been that is rough that, that was proven to have been contaminated with asbestos. So this is what I'm saying. I guarantee you more than eleven women were hurt by this. But they, they, their legal team has managed to disenfranchise all of the claimants except for those eleven. And those, and 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 look at that payout for just those eleven, two billion, over two billion. Can you imagine? They would have to, they would, it would crumble their company if they actually had to pay out hey, for the amount of people that they fucked over. And so it's up to us to defund. Like I love the word defund. Like we should be defunding all of these companies that have been fucking us over. By just not buying their shit. It's really easy. Like to just take a little bit of mindfulness and 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 con- and vote with your dollar. Control society with your dollar. Like, I can't tell you who you should support, but I certainly know who you shouldn't support. <laughs> and so, yeah, like we gotta collectively I, I bring this up to say that we need to, as a people in general, this is a nonpartisan, non-racially motivated idea control your money stop spending your money with people who you don't fuck with and who don't fuck with you if you stop using amazon if you can help it amazon is the fucking worst i literally have told everyone in my family don't send me no more baby toys toys through amazon don't send me no more shit through amazon period if it's not using the the usps which i fully support then just don't wait wait hold it for me and i'll get it from you when i see you that that's it for me I don't support none of this shit that these people that these companies are doing because I won't be a cog in their machine. They're already farming our data to high hell. They're already surveilling the shit out of us and selling the information. I'm not interested in actively aiding them now. Not going to do it. So there was that um oh man, there was this amazing video. Uh several in in, in a few of them. There was um there was one video and I can't remember where it was exactly where they started firing rubber bullets and so the crowd dispersed and then they arrested a black woman for running <laughs> seems legit bruh crowd was not having it crowd reconverged surround the police car and backed those cops down to the point where they had to to take her out they were sitting there wiping her tear. The, the, the crowd supported that woman wholeheartedly and every person in that crowd said you will have to run over every last one of us if you're going to take this woman 
in, 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 in cuffs right now. And the police back the fuck down. They realize like, oh, maybe this is not going to work out in our best interest. We just keep victimizing black women. It's not going to keep working well because people are starting to realize like the least of us will be the greatest among us one day. Like it, it, it's not a cool thing. It's not cool to keep on stigmatizing black life and abusing our women. Nah, we ain't going to keep standing for it. So that was an amazingly heartening scene to watch. And then there, um, there was a shooting at the Wendy's that they murdered Rayshard, Rayshard Brooks at, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a shooting. The cops were deployed. When the cops showed up, it was several African-American officers and one white officer. And the crowd literally told all those officers that if you don't take this white man the fuck out of here, all y'all niggas are out. All y'all are catching it. And so the black officers literally ushered the white dude out like, no, no, we're not going (laughs) to let your presence screw up this entire thing. We have a job to do. And we're not here to support your white ass. We're here to address the situation at hand. So you leave because you are not welcome at this scene. And that nigga looked so mad. You know, he went back and talked so much shit to his KKK <laughs> brothers after that. That's they wouldn't sick. let me fucking, they wouldn't let me abuse the niggers. Nah, they wouldn't. The black officers are starting to realize, like, unless you step up and deal with your people, you will be you will be lumped in with them. Absolutely. You are part of the problem. As you should. And so I was extremely heartening to see the, the black officers side with the people, remove the negative presence, and then handle the the scene, the crime scene at hand. So that was really powerful. Um, what else has been going on as late? Um, you know, there's been a lot of local news. So I'm going to go into some local topics before we wrap. Um, oh, actually, before I do that, indictments in the Ahmaud Arbery case. The three fucking vigilantes have been arrested and charged with nine counts apiece. Excellent. This actually seems to have a lot of teeth. Because they hit them with all possible charges. So even if they don't get them on the worst ones, yeah. there's a lot of They're bad gonna get you shit on two on to there. three. Yes. Either so that was very heartening. Burn the city down. Um, I don't know what hand Benjamin Crump had in that, but kudos to you. I know I was very critical of him handling too many cases last episode, but whatever hand he had in that, kudos to you. That's exactly what we need. More of that. Let's go get Breonna Taylor's killers. Absolutely. We need that. We need that. We need to get Breonna Taylor's killers. We need that as a people. There will be no healing until those men are fucking arrested, put in jail, and served a little bit of justice that we can get. So, yeah, I wanted to point that out. I'm really happy to see those indictments. I want to give flowers to, to Benjamin Crump where they're due. Um that that right there that was a solid move now which is different than like in the um the the Derek Chauvin case mm-hmm. he doesn't have all those counts you know what i mean and the counts that he does have are eminently beatable and so i'm very worried about that case but these dudes they're i i very strongly feel like they might be that that the system might be making an example of them at least in georgia which, yes, make an example of these fucking racist fucking assholes. And the worst part is, is, like, I hate to fucking be prejudiced, but these niggas look like KKK members. Like, literally, <laughs> like, if you were to tell me these men were the right, I'd be absolutely. It would. It didn't surprise me at all when they showed me that. 
I was like, yeah, yeah, those guys absolutely strike me as KKK members. But um, yeah, to see people that look like that actually getting uh, arrested is very powerful because people that look like that feel emboldened because they never see themselves getting arrested. Mm -hmm. They never see people like them getting in trouble for being racist. They see them getting in trouble for other stuff, but never for being racist. Like murdering a nigger, that's a bad thing? They think like that. And so this is a huge message to people like that. The country can't survive with you. And I'm not saying you got to get out. I'm not saying that, 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 that you should be killed. But unless you choose to be better, you might not have a place in this America. And that's all I'm saying. Like The same way I would tell a black person that if you think that all white people have to die then you just might not have a place in America because there's a lot of them. And guess what? They have just as much. None of us have a right to be here. We all stole this land from the Native Americans. <laughs> nah, because let's don't even get it twisted. You know, um, black people have stood by America while it has performed a lot of atrocities. And they have yet to associate those atrocities with being American. And that's going to be a reckoning that our community is going to have to deal with for sure. Because black people have a culture-wide uh, Stockholm Syndrome where we have been complicit in the evils of white people for a long time in the hopes that we can be like them in the future. And that's not good. I've always said, like, do not become your oppressor. Mm-hmm. That is a, a woeful place to be. That is a very not good place to be. You never want to take on the attributes of your oppressor, which is why I've always gone away from like, if you want to be rich and you have to do it by robbing people or doing bad business, you're becoming your oppressor. And so, yeah, I, I hopefully that's not what's happening here. We don't want to, to continue that that really negative uh, that negative cycle. But um, yeah, moving on from there. Uh, this was super distressing and I don't even, I I don't even fully know what's going to come of this, but Compton city completely laid off its entire parks and recreation department. Damn. Now I don't know if this is because there was, they're trying to root out a corruption there and they plan on reinstituting or re or hiring people to do the job correctly. But I feel like they did it because they need this community to to be driven so far into the ground that they have the right to militarize in there. And that that makes me so angry. Disbanding the 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 parks and recreation department is literally like literally no one works in parks and rec because they they hate their city. They only work in parks and rec because you love your city. It's one of the few departments that just its very structure is beneficial like it so you know how like police organizations attract racist and kkk members parks and recs department attract good wholesome community-minded people and so for them to just disband the whole thing and not really put out a plan as to what's going to happen with those resources moving forward it's extremely distressing so i really hope that uh the community organizes around making sure that whatever happens here is in the community's best interest for sure um we also had uh, L.A. trying to build a boarding school in the middle of the Vermont-Manchester area 
when there's already a huge deficit in, in the education. Like, it's just, it's a spit in the face of the community to build a boarding school because obviously it's a boarding school. It's the, the only two reasons why you have a boarding school is to either A, attract international or out-of-state students or to sequester children from their homes in the town. So, first of all, I just want to point out, since COVID-19 has hit, infant and child mortality has gone down by 50% in black, in the black neighborhood. 50%. So that means that there's something in the environment that when we're outside moving around freely, that is harming us. So for them to now create a school to take black children out of their homes where they are clearly the safest, screams, screams community dissolving, dissolution. It screams that they are attacking the black community in now new and more interesting and more innovative ways. We know now that it's the environment that's dangerous for black children, not their homes. Their homes are the safest places for them to be. That's not to say that every black home is perfect. What I'm saying is that our society is so dangerous for black people that even in those homes that have been dismantled, they are safer than going out in the streets. So the fact that they're building a boarding school in the middle of an area that needs, that has schools that just need funding properly, that need, that need to have the police taken out of them, that have so many steps that can be taken to make them better, screams that they're just trying to dissolve the community and dismantle it even further, which sucks because that's, of course, a gentrification metric. It's a gentrification metric. That's what that's all they're doing. They build a boarding school in the middle of a black neighborhood. Yeah, it's because they're trying to 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 make the people there less capable of doing for themselves. And that. It's not the function of a school board. It's not the function of a city council. And so, yeah, that was a, a, a big issue uh, that popped up recently. And, um, yeah, there is also a, con- a council member who is our in, uh, in the L.A. City Council it, uh, was found, was actually brought up on RICO charges. He was brought up on charges for 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 pay for play in the city council. Like, we need better council members. We need more people to, from the community to get involved. Because this man, like, how the fuck do you get into a pay for play scheme that's so big that the fucking FBI has to shut you down? Like, yeah, seriously, that's, that's there's pay for play schemes all across this country that go under the radar. But this man was so egregious with his theft from the community that even the FBI was like, we can't let you do that, bro. Sounds like you got a little greedy. Got mega greedy, bro. And so, yeah, you know, I just want to wrap saying we all have the power to do better. Whether it's in our personal lives, whether it's in our communities, whether it's in our municipalities, we all have the power to do better. Stop thinking that you're just not good enough. Stop thinking that the people in power are special. They're not. Your community leaders, even the effective ones, are not special. The Killer Mike's not special. He's just a black man doing what he was taught to do. So stop disenfranchising yourself mentally. If you know what's right, if you know where the good needs to be done, just do it. 
Stop saying that, oh, I'm just this. I'm just a, I'm just a, you know, like, it's funny because, you know, Parks from the JBP, man, like, if he just took some responsibility, gosh, man, I think he would be such a powerful politician because he speaks concisely. He's genuine in wanting to to be on the right side of things. He knows enough. He knows more than the people in power. The, 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 let me just tell you this much. The only thing that your average congressperson or, or state representative knows better than you is how to suck the dick of the person who is above them. Because let me tell you, they don't know anything special. Look at, shout out to Jamal Bowman, shout out to Charles Booker, average men doing extraordinary things, dismantling these, these establishment uh, uh, primaries like the fucking G's that they are. Stop thinking you need to be special to do the right thing. Stop thinking that the world is in such a fucking a crazy place that your efforts aren't doing anything. They are. And guess what? You can even just start with the people around you and it grows. And so don't disenfranchise yourself mentally. Be strong. Take that strength to the people around you. Look for those vulnerable around you and help them. Don't leave them by the wayside. And that is all we if we all collectively do that in our communities, the world is a better place. It doesn't become a better place. It will be a better place if we just choose to do that. So don't fight yourself mentally. Don't tell yourself the things that you need to hear to make yourself okay with sitting by the side. Don't do it. It's unnecessary. We all have the power to do something a little bit more beneficial for our community. And just do it. If you needed some encouraging words and you're hearing this, just do it. Nothing's stopping you. And you only can gain from those kind of things. You either gain in knowledge or you gain in social capital or you gain in both. But yeah, man. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Looking forward to the season finality. Uh, finality. Season finale next episode. I'm going to try to plan something fun. If not then, then for the season premiere of season three, we'll have something good going on. But yeah, follow us on the socials. Hit me up at Home Heron. My feed is Liddy. Follow me on Instagram at Rico underscore G sound. And I'll leave you with these words. Time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly do learn from. Peace. Take it easy.